0: And welcome to Walkers and Talkers. This is episode nine. I'm David Brody from Elvis in The Morning Show. With me again, of course, is Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hi, From morning. Light FM in New York. This is Walkers and Talkers, but there's no Walkers, but there are still Talkers. Why? Because Fear the Walking Dead is over for summer break, I guess. Part two comes back August 21st. And then, of course, we get Walking Dead after that. So we are going to be talking about a show that replaced Fear the Walking Dead in its time slot while those shows are off called Preacher. Yes. I'm excited. So why Preacher? Why are we talking about it if we're Walking Dead fans and we have a Walking Dead podcast? Well, it seems that Preacher, also based on a comic book, appeals to a similar audience and people who are watching Fear the Walking Dead were bombarded with a million trailers for this show.
1: Yes. (laughs) Where
0: I guess they feel like and we were sucked in as well, that if you watch one show, you were probably at least uh, intrigued by Preacher. And so this happened about six months ago at Badlands, where they shoved Badlands down our throat. <laughs> every promo, every commercial for Badlands, was sort of like a, a jujitsu, karate. Oh, yeah, that's
1: right. I didn't actually watch it. Right, so <laughs> uh,
0: you, you had to watch it because in the mid-season finale of The Walking Dead, in the scene where... Um, Abraham, Sasha, and Daryl are driving the gas truck. Oh, yeah. Right? They get stopped by Negan's men the first time we see The motorcycle the, the, gang. The motorcycle gang. And they stop them uh, in order to see that scene, or actually that whole teaser scene, you had to watch the first break of Badlands That's right, I remember up until that. the commercial. Sneaky. Now, most people just <laughs> DVR'd it and then they just zip through it. But if you didn't and you wanted to watch it live, they went like 15 minutes without a commercial. Oh, yeah. To, before you saw that scene. And you needed to watch that scene. So that angered me, and it it made me not want (laughs) to like Badlands. But I said, you know what, at least the promo looked pretty exciting, so I'll watch that one episode, and maybe it's good. I thought it was terrible. It was slow and boring, whatever. So I sort of entered Preacher with, I hope this is better than Badlands. So I liked it. What, What did you think?
1: I liked it, too. I thought it had some Walking Dead elements to it, but then they had, like, vampires and, you know... All different supernatural kind of things. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, so I, I I know it's based on a comic. I don't I didn't read the comic. I did read a synopsis and get some idea. So there's some things I know about the show that I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody, that are major like what the hell's going on moments in Preacher. I have some idea, okay. but I'm not going to tell anybody. If you want to email me, I'll, I'll tell okay. you, or hit me up on Twitter at David underscore Brody, and I will tell you what I know of, for instance, the force, the Genesis force, which yes. we'll talk about. I kind of know what it is, but since the show hasn't told you, I'm not going to say anything.
1: Okay, don't tell me. I'm not going to say anything. So,
0: <laughs> so Preacher does have elements. I watched it before you did. Yes. It was on two weeks ago and this past week. They, re- they replayed it. Yeah. And I watched it when it was first on, and I stayed up late, and then they had Talking Preacher, Talking Dad, but they had Talking Preacher. And so I learned some things about the show. And I said to you, there were elements of The Walking Dead in it. And that's because, and you just said the same thing, people bite each other.
1: Like, yeah, ripping out each other's necks. Just like Rick.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So let's start at the beginning. So uh, the show is based on um, Dominic Cooper's character, Jesse, who plays a priest in a very small town in Texas. Yes. Like, really small town. Like, maybe 50 people and they all all know each other. Everyone knows each other. And the show starts, I may go a little out of order here, but there's this cosmic entity which we, we're told is called Genesis. And it comes out from a planet, and it flies to Earth, and it goes into... Nairobi. Nairobi, and is an African preacher, and people love him, and he seems like a good guy. And it goes into him, and he falls down.
1: Throws him across the room. Throws almost. him
0: across the room, he falls down, and he, he gets up, and he feels empowered. He feels great, and he and he, he's sort of looks like he's possessed. Yeah. And, and it, just as he goes to speak... Oh, God. He blows up. Like, he just Brains, explodes. It
1: guts, everything. Right.
0: And so there's people in this little town that are obviously very superstitious. And, oh, and yeah. They, they run out screaming. Two mysterious men show up shortly after to examine the scene. That's all we see. We later see the same cosmic force enter a Russian priest-type person. Yes. Pagan priest, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like a pagan symbol on the door of his yeah, church.
1: Yeah, I noticed that.
0: He enters him, and we don't see it happen, but... The congregation is telling the cops...
1: He that exploded. He just there's, exploded. There's brains everywhere and blood. Terrible. And then the two same guys who investigate in Nairobi, who are these mysterious guys, walk in and shut the door.
0: Right. So they, they're tracking this thing, yeah. apparently, but we don't yes. know who they are. No. We don't know who they are. So we'll get back to that, because it, it happens... Well, it happens one more time. Yeah, one more time. So it... it, it when I, I have
1: questions <laughs> about that scene.
0: Okay. So, well, I don't know if we're talking about the same scene. They're in a bar. Yes. We're, we're talking about the bar scene well, and I'm the TV talk- set? No, not that. Oh, oh, then I don't want to spoil that. I don't want to spoil that. Okay. Okay, we'll get to that in a minute, I promise. So, back to Texas. The preacher is sort of not the best preacher in the world. He sort of looks like he's doing it for the wrong reasons, but he looks like he's a badass. And there's certain clues dropped that he's got a history. Yeah. Now, there's a little boy, uh, Chris Schenk. (laughs) He says, he goes up to the preacher at like a barbecue. Yeah. And he says, my dad is a bad man. He beats my mom. He beats me. I want you to hurt him. Now, he's telling the priest this, the preacher, right? And you'd think the preacher would be like, listen, son, the Bible says this, the Bible says that. And he sort of says, like, I don't... Do that stuff anymore? And how bad do you want him hurt? Yeah. He basically is like, y- you got to help me. My dad's crazy.
1: And the kid said to him, "People say before you came back here, you before you a preacher, you did things."
0: Yeah, you did things. So
1: we don't know what things are, but well, he
0: did some things. He did some bad things. Some bad, bad things. By the time the conversation's over, he sort of was like, "Well, how bad do you want him hurt? You want him hurt real bad? You want to hurt medium bad? You, you know." It kind of yeah. gives him examples. And the kid's like, "You know, pretty bad because I hate him. He's my father. I hate him. I hate, he, I hate the guy. Hate he, my dad." Right. Now we haven't been introduced to him yet, but we get the idea that he's a bad man. We then see an Irish bartender on a plane. Yes. Cassidy. I love his accent. Now, on on Talking (laughs) Preacher, they describe the actor... Joseph Gilgen, Gilgen, one of those. <laughs> we'll learn it eventually. I'll learn it eventually. As the craziest man they've ever worked with, the, the most unusual person they've ever met. Really? Which fits because he's playing a really devious, weird character. He
1: he really is. Now,
0: we don't know what he is initially. He's on this private jet with a bunch of high rollers that are doing coke and drugs. And, yeah, he like, almost coke and like and a drugs. car
1: dealer or something. Right, they're
0: smoking pot, they're cutting coke up on the tables, and he's sort of like a car dealer bartender. Yes, a thick Irish accent, and he's he's entertaining them, making them laugh. All seems to be going well. He says, I need to go to the bathroom. He goes to the bathroom. He's finishing up, and as fate would have it, he he happens to open up a cabinet to get the spray to spray the bathroom because he, <laughs> he wrecked the place. <laughs> and he sees a Bible, and he looks in the Bible, and there's a lot of Bible quotes circled, big red lettering, like crazy Someone, writing. They wrote,
1: yes, 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 all through it. Like crazy stuff yeah. was written in it.
0: At that point, we we don't know what's going on, but he looks he had this at it.
1: Devious smirk on,
0: right? Like he realizes something's up. Yeah, which we'll, we learned about three minutes later. What was up? He goes back. He looks out the window and he sees the sun's coming up. Now these guys are all stoned and drunk and whatever. And he says, "Hey guys, um, I, I don't know. I could. I'm just a stupid bartender, but I thought we were flying to Vegas. Why does it look like we're flying towards the sun?
1: To Tijuana, he said.
0: Right. Right. Towards the sun. And they they sort of like look at him like, what? Huh? What? And he's like, oh, I don't know anything. I'm just, just kidding, right? Ignore me. Ignore me. What do I know? I'm just a stupid bartender. And then as he sort of like gets their confidence back, he grabs a bong, hits a guy. All of a sudden, they realize he's on to them, whatever that is that he's on to. Yes. And a great fight scene breaks out on the plane. Awesome. Major action. Like a Rick kind of fight scene. Yeah. Swords. And crossbows, Crossbows, he takes the aerosol can (laughs) from the bathroom, and he lights it, and he's got a (laughs) flamethrower, and he's hitting people with a tray, smashing heads, stabbing people. He's a one-man wrecking crew. Yes. But at this point, he's just a tough guy. We don't know what's going on. At some point, the captain comes out and tries to shoot him. Oh. He takes a bottle, and he throws, I guess it's a champagne bottle, at the captain,
1: Gets like lodged right, kind of in his stomach, in his heart, but, like, but by his heart. So, yeah. the,
0: so the bottom half of the broken bottle is in his chest. the The top half, where you would drink out of, is sticking out of his chest. Yeah, and he's nailed to the wall, and the and the and so. Um,
1: the guy, the guy comes, there's another guy that comes behind him and yes. starts to pour holy water. Holy water, and
0: he's like, die now, or, you know, goodbye. Like he's Didn't work. Like, the holy water is somehow going to damage Cassidy. Yeah. Again, we don't know what's going on with Cassidy, just that he's a really good fighter. He turns around to the guy who tried to kill him with the holy water and says, when will you people learn, as if people have tried this before, and he bites him in the neck and basically eats his neck and Hold rips it, his neck rhymes. apart. Yeah, he rips his neck apart, comes back up, his face is completely full of blood, and he enjoyed it.
1: Oh he ate it. At this
0: point we still don't know exactly what he is. He turns to the captain. He looks and sees there's a fire starting on the on the plane. He's got to get off the plane. He looks at the emergency door and says, "I got to go." to himself. Walks over to the captain who has the champagne oh. bottle out of his chest. Tips the captain forward into so, a
1: Fiji bottle. So
0: that the blood goes out oh, of the guy's body through him. the bottle into a like a, a water bottle, so a Fiji bottle gross. so he can take the blood with him. His face is full of blood, and you realize at this point, or shortly thereafter, he's some kind of vampire. Yeah. Or he thinks he is. We don't know if he is or he isn't yet, but he's obviously likes blood. Yeah. He goes to jump out of the plane, he grabs a, an umbrella, <laughs> an Umbrella. and he Mary poppins is it, and he jumps out of the plane with no parachute. <laughs> no we then see him shortly uh, thereafter laying in a ditch
1: guts everywhere His guts
0: are everywhere and he can't move yeah he's like oh this is this is bad he's
1: trying to reach for the blood bo- the Fiji bottle full of blood and he can't reach it
0: so a cow comes over because he's landed in in because I guess we're in Texas I where he's landed it's all farmland or whatever then you know Texas is only known for two things steers and I'm not gonna say but there's <laughs> obviously there's a steer there there's a cow or a bull I don't remember uh, and he, he says, oh, I'm glad you're here. And he pulls him into the hole. And,
1: like, devoured it. He
0: devoured it, which I guess r- gave him back his strength. So now we've learned that he's some kind of supernatural vampire type.
1: And he can put himself back together.
0: Yeah. If you, if you get enough energy back from the fall, either drinking the blood or eating the cow, he was able to put himself back together. And I guess he's immortal. And what we learn later in the episode, because he makes a phone call to somebody mysterious, that he's been found. They found him again. Yeah. And the person seems annoyed they found him again. But he must have a boss or a head vampire, yeah. or a government agency that you know he's reporting to. That there's people tracking him. He said, "How do they keep finding me?" Right, they found him. So obviously, these people found him, working as a bartender, hired him, and were trying to kill him. Either flying him towards the sun, because as as we know, this I mean, we thought the sun killed vampires, but clearly it doesn't, because he's out in the sunlight. Yeah, and holy water doesn't stop him. No. But these seven or eight guys tried to kill him, and he he just destroyed them all. Yes, they all died on the plane. So he's he's a cool character. We, we like him. We then, uh, we get to meet uh, Tulip.
1: She's a badass.
0: She's a badass, right. Tulip uh, is played by an actress named Ruth Negga. She was on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where she played a bad person, bad girl. And we are introduced to Tulip in the back of a muscle car, and she's fighting with a guy who's trying to kill her
1: trying to get her crystal meth back
0: yeah yeah so they're going at it while the car's running through by itself through a cornfield, cornfield. and again she bites his ear off again I,
1: I know more what is walking with that? dead type yeah. stuff
0: they fight eventually she wins the fight the car stops she gets out of the car he gets out of the car and he goes to like one last ditch effort to stop her and kill her and she takes a ear of corn oh,
1: shoves it down his shoves throat. it down his
0: mouth and kills him oh I've never seen, like, a murder with a corn before. <laughs> she looks up. There's two kids there. They they watched her kill this guy. Yeah. And I guess she's, the, the girl looks like she's, like, 13, 14, and the boy looks like he's eight, nine.
1: She's like, where's your parents? They're like, our mom is dead and our daddy's at work.
0: Right. Yeah, small town. So they're alone. They're alone. Dad's at work. She looks around, sees a lot of supplies in their backyard and, on the, and and in their hands and whatever, and she realizes they have what she needs. So she's like, let's do some arts and crafts. <laughs> So she builds, we don't know what she's building. Yeah. It's like out of coffee cans and And scrap metal. G.I. Joe
1: figures. Yeah,
0: all kinds of crap that she's like MacGyver putting it together. (laughs) And uh, um, she looks at her GPS at some point and sees they're 23 minutes out.
1: Uh, Somebody's
0: 23 minutes out. I think it was 23 minutes. Don't have to tweet me and say it was 21. (laughs) And uh, so she realizes she's got to get ready for whatever's coming after her also. She's being tracked. She puts together, we learn later, a bazooka. Crazy. She so she says to the kids, "Listen, they're outside. She hears a helicopter. Stay down in the, in the in the cellar. In the cellar, you'll be safe here. Don't come out till the noise stops." And she goes up, and you hear you know gunfire and, and explosions,
1: and helicopters and madness. Right, then the
0: noise stops. The kids come out, and the helicopter is downed. The pilot of the helicopter is dead.
1: He's got GI Joe figures stuck in his head. Yeah,
0: which she must have fired like like buckshot at the guy <laughs> in the bazooka, and she's fine yeah, and she's very like, you know, okay, did what I had to do. And they're just, oh, okay, you know, crazy lady. So she's another one. She's one of the stars of the show. So we have Cassidy. We've got uh, Jesse, the uh, the priest, the preacher, and and Tulip. Uh, and Tulip. Those seem to be the three main stars of the show. We meet Emily in the diner. She's a pretty girl. Emily is not in the comics from what I understand.
1: Oh, okay. She's a
0: made for TV character like Daryl on The Walking mm-hmm. Dead. She may be a love interest, maybe, because for the preacher.
1: She's definitely into him. Yeah. And he's not picking up that vibe. Not
0: picking up the vibe yet. Now, preacher used to date Tulip, but we don't know why they broke up. Yeah. So I guess that's one more mystery we have to learn. At some point, they're they're in the diner and there's a TV on. And I don't know if you caught this, but on the TV, there's a news story that at another church, another priest blows up. Or another religious figure. Yes. It was Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Now, you don't see Tom Cruise.
1: No, you just say Tom Cruise was leading a Scientology thing and he just exploded. Just exploded. And I was like, what? Did I read this right? Yeah.
0: So, Tom Cruise is the third religious figure (laughs) to not be able to handle (laughs) the the energy force. force. Right Now, me knowing what the energy force is, I get the joke because in future podcasts, we'll explain it once they explain it, why certain people exploded and why I think the preacher didn't explore. Oh, okay. There's something about the force. Clearly, it wants a religious figure. Yes. Because later in the episode, it enters our preacher Jesse, which we'll, we'll, we'll get to in in a few minutes. Now, Jesse's in a bar where Cassidy comes in, as fate would have it, and they get to meet each other. And Cassidy's talking to him a little bit. They seem the guy bonding. Je- uh, uh, Cassidy goes to the bathroom. While he's in the bathroom.
1: In walks Donnie.
0: Donnie the kid's dad. Yes. With his buddies, who were clearly in some kind of Civil War reenactment yeah, thing. Yeah, I was gonna say
1: he's dressed like a general and he looked right. like a tool, but I
0: don't get why people from the South keep reenacting it because they lost. <laughs> and they every time you reenact it, you lose again. I don't I don't get that. Unless the North is paying them a lot of money to keep losing. But anyway, he finds out that Preacher has been talking to Donnie's wife. Betsy. Betsy about the abuse, and his son about the abuse, and he doesn't like it. He's like, hey, you don't talk to my wife. You talk to me. You don't talk to my wife without letting me know you're going to talk to her. I guess that's some kind of custom, it's like gentlemanly thing to do. You don't have the right to talk to my woman. My woman? So, he punches Jesse, the preacher, three or four times, beats him up pretty bad, and he kind of walks over to him and he says, now that I, you know, I know how you found out about this. I got a little boy I gotta go whoop. I got another whooping to to, to to
1: take care, to attend to.
0: So now Jesse realizes now he's going to go beat his son.
1: He goes, don't you touch that boy.
0: Right. Now he's about 10 feet away from him. And he, Donnie turns around and he says, what would you say? Don't touch that boy. He, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do if I don't listen to you? And so this Jesse- This is great. This is a scene great, scene. great. So Jesse sort of <laughs> says to him, you, you know, you don't back down. You're going to hear like, you're going to hear popping noise. You hear a noise. He
1: goes, you know that sound like when a rabbit squeals. Yeah, you, goes, when a,
0: when a, when a, when an animal gets caught in a trap. He
1: goes, that sound's gonna be coming from you. He
0: goes, yeah. The best part about it is you're gonna be making that. The oh, sounds gonna come from so you. So awesome. And he's like, okay, yeah. So he basically calls him out, like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm gonna have to beat your ass again. He goes to hit Jesse. Now Jesse's like, all of a sudden, a great fighter, it's like Iron Man. It beats the crap out of him <laughs> and all his buddies. Yep. At some point, one guy is sneaking up behind Jesse, and Cassidy comes out of the bathroom, kicks a chair, and the guy falls down. The reason that's important is they both get thrown in jail together, but before that happens, so the sheriff comes in. Oh, this is great, too. (laughs) Earlier in the episode, we learned the sheriff is kind of a prick. He's a small-town guy who lets crime, you know, people get away with crime, doesn't really care about—he doesn't like the preacher. He made that very clear. Yeah. They had some words. He knew
1: Donnie was beating Betsy and he said, I will not get involved unless she files a formal complaint.
0: Right, right. He's like, he didn't want, he's like, he knew about it. Small town, the rules are the rules, and I'm not going to get, yeah. He knew what was going on. So he walks in and Jesse is holding Donnie down. He's got his arm twisted, like he's, you know, he's got him in a a, a hold. The sheriff says, That's enough. Let's break it up. And he says, No, I got one more thing.
1: I'm almost done. (laughs) I'm almost done. Yeah, I'm almost done.
0: He's comes. Remember that noise I said (laughs) you were going to make? And he snaps his arm. The
1: bone is coming out like a...
0: Which he called. He predicted it. He did. He'd
1: scream like a rabbit being caught in a trap. He
0: did. He did. You heard the pop sound. And because of the fight, and he didn't stop when he was told to, they arrest both of them. Yeah. And so I get they have more time to become friendly. Now, interesting thing about the show in general. In order to explain the characters a little more, from what Dominic Cooper, the actor who plays Jesse, said in an interview, most of the, the entire first season takes place before the first issue of the comic. Really? So everything we're watching is extra stuff to build the character. Huh. And season 1 towards the end will end up where the comic book starts.
1: That's interesting.
0: So this is all extra stuff happening yeah. to let you know who the characters are. I assume the comic book starts they're all friends, you know who they are. They're explaining it better. Seth Rogen said he wanted who's the executive producer. Uh. <laughs> That uh, he must have been stoned. that He wanted the audience to really know the characters and for television explain it more. So we're seeing bonus stuff that wasn't in the comics, really. So there's this guy on the show, Brian Husky. Brian was on an improv show called Free Radio many years ago. And he's the guy in the Sonic commercials. He's one of the two guys that sits in the car.
1: Oh, wait, who is he on the show?
0: He's Ted Ryerson, the guy who kept coming over and bothering him. So there's this bald guy with glasses. Oh, on the show, who throughout the whole show keeps asking for advice, asking for advice from the preacher. It's
1: all about his mother. Yeah, his mother mother belittles him, his mother puts
0: him down, he's a nerdy loser, bald guy with glasses, that's not why he's a loser, that's the character. (laughs) He has a beard. He's an improv comic, he's a comedic actor, and he keeps showing up on the show. Now, in this show, his name is Ted Ryerson, and he's really annoying, and he keeps showing up. Now, the name reminded me of something, and it made total sense. It's obviously a play on the name Ned Ryerson, Ned Ryerson is the annoying bald guy with glasses in the movie Groundhog Day oh, with, yeah. with Bill Murray that keeps showing up <laughs> on the street over and over and over again, and Bill Murray keeps getting more and more annoyed by him. So I think Ted Ryerson is a tribute to Ned Ryerson.
1: That may be a Seth Rogen move right there. Yeah, so I'm throwing you a little inside, a <laughs> oh, that, that little
0: Easter egg that I picked up on. <laughs> so he keeps showing up. He's really annoying. At the end of the episode, something happens, which which we'll get to. He's oh. one more character. <laughs> We also get to meet Eugene.
1: Oh, I need help with this one. Okay, so
0: <laughs> Jesse, uh, Jesse the preacher. At some point, I'm either going to refer to him as preacher or Jesse, but okay. not Jesse the preacher. <laughs> so preacher goes to the sheriff's house, and the sheriff's making his son some kind of blended drink. It looks awful. It's, it's
1: like raw meat yeah. with like vegetables, and then stirred up in like a NutriBullet. Right. And you think
0: it's like a health drink, but it's not a
1: straw in there.
0: Right. And basically, what it is is. It, when you meet his son, who he, his nickname is Arseface, A-R-S-E, Arseface, it's really Face. We don't know what happened, but the guy's mouth looks like an ass.
1: It really it's does. It's all like
0: wrinkled like a leather Cheerio. Like- and he's got like a ooh face. Yeah. He's got face, which he's is just, why his name is in the comics, he's Face. right. And he, he says to the preacher that God punished him for doing something wrong, and we don't know if, we don't know what happened. Did Did his father do that to him? Because his mother is like comatose.
1: The mother looks like she, she's not. She's not. She's catatonic in right. the corner.
0: The father is the, is a sheriff. Jerk. We don't we don't like him. He's a jerk. And ours has, has has an ass mouth. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> way I can say. It. I mean, when he burps, does he fart? I don't know. <laughs> and he seems like a sweet kid, but we don't know what happened to him yet.
1: He looks really upset. He goes, "Does God? I don't think God wants me in church, and my father doesn't want me in church because he'll think I'll be a distraction. Will I God, think I
0: disappointed God. He punished me. Well,
1: I don't hear God anymore. Right." That's what he and said. the preacher
0: actually did some nice things as a preacher and talked to him, gave him some words of wisdom. You can watch the episode. We don't have to react yeah. that. At some point, the preacher goes back to his church. He sees a light in his church. He goes back in. Nobody's in there. And then the space force, Genesis, comes in. Comes in, kind of looks at him.
1: Starts coming down the, the uh aisle so much that it's pushing the pews out of the way. Yeah. In the church. So
0: it's powerful. But it didn't enter him right away or fling him across the room.
1: Kind of stared him in the face. Stared him
0: in the face. And I don't think... We didn't see it enter him, right?
1: We did. He got thrown back.
0: Right, right. did enter him. The next thing we see, he's waking up kind of hungover in his bed. Yeah. Doesn't really remember what's going on.
1: But he didn't have a voice change. His demeanor totally didn't change a lot. More
0: importantly, he didn't explode. Yeah,
1: he didn't explode.
0: Didn't explode. He's going to his congregation.
1: And he was planning to quit.
0: Right. He was planning on quitting. He's not really a great preacher. He's not sure why he came back to town. They keep saying he came back to make things right. We don't know what he did. He has obviously a big past we have to learn.
1: There's a lot of daddy flashbacks.
0: Right. Somebody killed his father. We don't know who. So another mystery. As he's going into church, all the uh, congregation is walking up the hill. Ted Ryerson once again bothers him and asks him for advice. His brow-beating mother is, is bothering him. He wants some advice. What does it mean? So he looks at him and he says... You need to tell your mother, I'm paraphrasing, you need to tell your mother how you feel.
1: Be brave, tell her the truth, open your heart.
0: Open your heart to her. Yes. He looks like he's been mesmerized.
1: And he like starts chanting it like a mantra. Right. And he can't say anything else. Tell my mother
0: how I feel, be brave, open my heart to her. And he walks off like a robot, like he's in a trance.
1: Yeah, he looked like a robot.
0: You see him walk away, get in his car like a robot, get on a plane like a robot, go see his mother.
1: In like a nursing home.
0: Right. While all that's going on, the preacher in a congregation, he's up on the pew and he says, I thought I was going to quit. I'm not going to quit. He's staying. He's had an epiphany. He realizes he can help people. He's not leaving. Now, Ted Ryerson shows up at <laughs> oh, the old age home. Man. He's He sits down with her. What did you think was going to happen?
1: Well, you know what? When he sat down with her, he was relatively normal. He goes, you know what, Mom? You know, you, you belittle me, and I wish if you could just treat me with some more kindness. Right, she's I got would, a breathing tube. Yeah, she's I, in bad shape. I would shape. appreciate it. And he, I thought, oh, okay, like, he's just going to speak his truth. Right, your
0: words hurt when you, you know, yeah. I'm a good person. And he was
1: acting very normal.
0: Very normal. So he's then he's being he brave, being brave. <laughs> he's telling his mom how he feels. And she sort of was like, oh, oh, you know, I get it. Yeah, all right, sure, okay, son, yeah. He says, "Great, mom. I'm glad you understand what I'm saying. Now I have to open my heart to you." Oh, like, oh, okay. To say he loves her, whatever. He literally did what he was told to do.
1: He had like a Michael Myers butcher knife.
0: He takes out a butcher knife. He stabs himself. I still didn't know what he was going to do. He stabs himself in the in the stomach or the chest. I think he's going to Harry carry himself and kill himself. <laughs> he cuts his chest open, pulls his heart out. Oh. He opens his heart to her. He pulls his heart out and holds it up it's beating and then he looks at it and he dies
1: and he like kind of lands oh, halfway across the table like here you go like, mom here's like my heart it to and her. blood
0: splattered oh. on her again it's listen this is a bloody show it is in the same way that the walking dead is bloody but this is not zombie blood it's like when someone on the walking dead is human and gets bitten yeah. and it's blood so it's a bloody show it's action packed it's sort of like a sci-fi western with a vampire and
1: there's great fight scenes
0: Really good fight scene. So, we weren't sure. We kind of touched on on Preacher on the last episode of the podcast when we were wrapping up the mid-season finale of Fear the Walking Dead. And we weren't sure if we were going to review this. I wanted you to watch it, Jamie, and see if you liked it. Yeah. We both liked it. I
1: really liked it. So I'm
0: in for episode two.
1: I am too. Now,
0: we're not going to get another talking preacher with Chris Hardwick till the finale. This was just special for the pilot and for the finale. So you're going to need to come here to the Walkers and Talkers podcast (laughs) for for your breakdown. This is late in the week. This is Thursday as we're recording this. We'll try to do it earlier next week, especially since we're now into the show. We're going to watch it. And if you like the podcast, um, you can tweet us at Preacher (laughs) Feature. Uh, hashtag preacher feature, and uh, usually we do hashtag walkers and talkers. You can use that of, of course as well. But this is we're gonna call this. We're not changing the name of the channel because we have to brand it. We have to be the walkers and talkers yes. channel. And for 40 weeks a year, it's gonna be Walking Dead talk. But while preacher is on, sub the sub show is gonna be preacher feature. Preacher feature, feature. So J Megs 514 on Twitter, and of course David underscore Brody. Tweet us your questions, your thoughts on the show, on our podcast, whatever you want, and we will read your questions and hopefully answer them if we can on next week's episode 10.
1: Ooh, wow. Episode yeah. 10. I do have one question, though.
0: Yeah, we're not done yet. We're oh, not okay. done yet. Okay. It's, <laughs> our, it's our podcast. <laughs> we get to keep going. There's no wrap-up light. We don't do commercials or anything. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, at the end, you know, when it's wrapping up and... The two guys, like military guys. Oh, the
0: two guys come back with cowboy hats Yes, to blend in.
1: Yeah, so it was the guys that went to the Nairobi church, the Russian church, and now they pull up in front of the Texas church. And there's one of them sitting by himself waiting for the other one, and he's drinking a cup of tea. And then he kind of opens the lid, and he takes out the tea bag, and he's kind of swinging it around. And then he puts it in his mouth and starts going to town and eating the filling. Yeah. What the hell was that?
0: Okay, so so here's my theory on that. They're either just weirdos or they're angels. Really? Okay, so uh, let's just say there's some kind of spiritual thing. Do you
1: thing. know something? You know something.
0: I don't know that they're angels.
1: Okay.
0: I, I just know a little bit about the comic, and so that's not really a spoiler because this thing came from space. It's entering preachers. I'm just guessing that there's some kind of biblical... Mystical, I just I'm thinking angels, but maybe they're like Men in Black type their line people. Because
1: It's here now, right? And then they get out. So whate- and they whatever, walk up to whatever the it
0: is, whatever Genesis is, whatever the space force is, they know what it is. So either they're aliens like this thing is, or they're otherworldly, or they're biblical, or whatever that is. They are.
1: I think there's something else because to eat that tea bag with all the grounds in it, I was like, all right, what's going That's on? That's
0: there's sort of. I it occurred to me that. They're Men in Black type.
1: That makes sense. Like they're chasing it.
0: They're chasing it like the Men in they're Black, are, right? It. So they, yeah. they're, they're. I don't know if they're good or not. You can't really tell. We don't know what the force is or yeah. not. But the preacher in Africa seemed like a good guy, and it blew him up.
1: Yeah, Tom Cruise.
0: Eh, <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So we have a lot of questions. We don't know who killed the preacher's father. We don't know why he and Tula broke up. We don't know what the preacher did in his past because he did some things. He did things. He did things. We don't know the true story about Cassidy and why people are hunting him, other than he's a vampire that survives in the daylight yeah, and every... holy water doesn't affect him. Yep. So we have three stars of the show that are being, that have a history we need to learn about. They're all badass. Two of them have, well, they all have pasts we don't really know about. Yeah. So I'm excited about episode two.
1: I am too. I really, I really like this. I'm into it.
0: Good. There you, well, there you go. So David and Jamie, walkers <laughs> and talkers. Now we're doing hashtag Preacher Feature. Preacher Feature. Hope you liked it. It's a nice diversion. If you don't, hey, listen to it. As my mom said, I don't watch the show, but you guys are interesting. I feel like I, I, feel like I know about the show, which is why we give a lot of detail. It's really for my mom. So, hi, mom. Anyway, tweet us, hashtag us, whatever you want. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it.
1: Thanks, guys.